0: And welcome everyone to Preferred Lies, the official podcast of New Hampshire Golf. I'm Dave Long, your host, and we have a uh, particularly interesting show today. First of all, we get a chance to wrap up the U.S. Open, which was—I don't know if it was drama-filled, but it certainly was uh, an exciting uh, tournament and uh, beautiful venue. Uh, but. Making the show even better today, Matt Schmidt is here, the Executive Director from New Hampshire Golf.
1: I mean, in fairness, I make the show better every week.
0: Right. (laughs) I'm just letting everybody know right off the bat that you're here, so the show's going to be a good one. Scott Peters is here. He's the President and Founder of uh, Golf and Ski Warehouse. I'm just thankful Matt is here, because he makes the show better every week. (laughs) You know what I was going to say? Me and my,
1: uh, what what would be the
0: word to describe my voice? Uh, James Earl (laughs) Jones-like. that is that of this, of New Hampshire Golf. The James Earl Jones of New Hampshire Golf is with us. And we have a special guest, a state amateur veteran, I think we'll call him. Jim Silly is with us for his debut on the program. Jim, how are you? I'm doing very well, Dave. Thank you. And everybody will be happy that we've already gotten the Harmon Killebrew talk out of the way, so we're ready to talk about golf itself. That implies it won't be brought up again. That does imply. Well, I may have a segue with it, but beyond that, we, we won't bring it up. Anyway, the big story this week As I said, we have a big show Is a recap of the U.S. Open, which was uh, terrific. We're going to talk about the course, how it stood up, and the scores, uh, what that meant for the USGA, low scores. Uh, Was that a response to the criticism that they they got? Um, We're going to take a sneak peek at the British Open because the odds are out who the favorite is. Uh, And I'm also going to ask everybody, we're going to revisit that issue of with the PGA now three-quarters of the season gone and the majors, uh, is the season going to be a little bit short? But uh, we are going to lead off with some NHGA news because it's an exciting week and the next month is going to be exciting. But before I do that, uh, we should mention that the presenting sponsor Preferred Lies is Golf & Ski Warehouse, uh, where you want to go for the best selections, service, and savings. Swing by Golf & Ski Warehouse in Hudson, Greenland, and West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and in Scarborough, Maine. Learn more about all the great things that are there and get directions at GolfSkiWarehouse.com. Uh, so, Matt, let's start with you. Uh, big week for you. The New Hampshire Open at Bretwood and Concord Country Club. Must be excited about that. Well, Keen. I'm
1: sorry, Keene Country Club. That would present some serious logistical issues. Yeah. <laughs> we had to everybody up to You're already contract. worried about the ones you have. Oh, right. and and Conc- you, you must Sch-
2: be
3: confusing the mid and but Keen, I uh, at Concord. Actually, no. I know that
0: would the, be too the, logical. <laughs> no, right, I retarded. have one that's even less logical. It's the New, in, uh, New England PGA is being played at Manchester Country Club and Concord Country Club this year. Mm-hmm. So I kind of mixed yeah. up my okay. my tournament. So there's some. There's I don't want to call a method to my madness, but at least there's a. Yeah,
2: I would agree. There's, there's, no, there's no method there's whatsoever. A, there's at least <laughs> a path. There's
0: at least a path in how you can connect the mistakes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Wherever the, wherever the New Hampshire Open is being played, yeah, it it's an is, exciting week for
1: you. It is a exciting week. I, don't, I don't, wouldn't say that I'm necessarily in the excited mode right now. Right. More of the, uh, we have one day to get everything ready and um, worried about what's going to get missed and worried about the weather, which is the one thing we can't control. But, but it is exciting. We've got a really good field again, over 140 players, which is great. Um, and, and, you know, we joke about the logistical issues, but doing it at two golf courses is different, two golf courses that are really different, which, Jim, we talked a little bit about last week. Um, so, you know, it's I'm terrified right now about what's going to happen if we don't finish on Thursday and how we're going to be finishing guys at Brettwood on Friday morning and starting guys at Keene. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I think the community is excited for it. I talked to a, a reporter from the Keene-Sentinel Um, a couple days ago, and they were writing a story about it, so it sounds like, I mean, it's a good golf community down there, it really is, and and they seem excited about the event, so, you know, regardless of of what the weather gives us, we'll have a really good three days, and and I can almost guarantee you we'll we'll crown a champion who's going to be pretty darn worthy, because a lot of these guys can really play. So Jim, I'll
0: ask you, uh, and Scott, you as well as players, what's the challenge playing in a tournament when you're playing at two different courses?
3: I just think preparation's a challenge. I think you, you need to go and play practice rounds in both courses to see how they're playing. I mean, fortunately for somebody like me, I, I kind of play golf the same way all the time. I don't hit it overly far, and I rely on my short game and course strategy. So if I can get on a golf course a couple different times, I usually can have a pretty good feel for how I'll how i'll attack it and, and play it um and get comfortable with it you know it's the same way when we had hanover last year for the amateur i mean it wasn't like a bomber's paradise to, to win that tournament i mean obviously maddie paradise hits the ball a long way but and you know and pat but i wouldn't say they're the longest we have out on on this yeah, NHJ circuit and i think that the guys that could manage the golf course you know seem to fare the best there um you know they are two extremely different golf courses i mean the north course is a is a big ballpark and you can make a lot of birdies there and then keen is if they if they get the greens firm and fast that that place will will make the pros kind of
1: well, I mean, I think the weather's going to be it yeah. based on what the forecast is. But well, definitely. you got a lot of drivers at
2: Portsmouth, and <laughs> yeah. you don't need very many keen, right? right? I mean, that's, the, in a nutshell. Yep. And Brett, you said
0: Portsmouth, so my disease is spreading. It, 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 it is. It is. It did say it did. Oh. New <laughs> England a, it's, Am, it's,
3: that's it's a method a, to my madness. Well, you and I were sitting <laughs> talking picture, about Portsmouth right. earlier. Yeah.
2: <laughs> New England Am qualifiers yeah. here at Sonopane. There's a
3: lot uh, right. going on right yeah.
2: now.
0: I do like when Scott
2: makes the mistake. Brett is that you hit driver a lot and uh, and Keen you don't and so that's probably as, as much as anything because once you're in, let's just say once you're in the fairway then a right. course is a course in many respects but but I think it's fair to say that Keen has far more slope and contour oh absolutely
3: running. the greens at, at Keen are pretty uh, pretty severe so
2: whereas you play Brett when you don't think about having to be below the hole really much at oh, all no. So. no. So they're different and yet your point's well made. Preparation, once you understand that, and I once you sort of get a feel for what the course is, it's not a huge deal going from port uh we yeah. go. From Brentwood <laughs> to uh to, to Keene. You know. No.
1: Yeah. I mean and look if you know, if you're playing well, you're playing well. Right. right? And and um I, I do think it helps. We talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, there's there's a significant portion of the field that probably could almost leave a driver in the trunk when mm-hmm. they show up to Keene, right? I think Jim's point is is well made that that's where a practice round does help, and a lot of the the professionals that play in the Open, maybe they're coming straight from the Vermont Open, or maybe they've, um, you know, I think we have some Massachusetts based professionals who are maybe playing because we're a little bit closer to the border, so it's more convenient for them. But if you're, you know, taking the chance of not playing a practice round, just looking at a scorecard online and, and some pictures to see, okay, well Keene's sixty three hundred yards. All right, well it's gonna be straightforward and short and easy. Well it's not that's not really I mean the first hole is a is listed as a four hundred and sixty three yard par five. And if you've been there, right. you've got an elevated tee, and you've got a huge cross penalty area that crosses right. Yeah, right well, in the whereas middle. you can show Fairway. up at Bradwood sight unseen and probably figure your way around. Correct. would to... really is pretty much just right in front right. of you. Um, I'd say seven, maybe is the only real holder. Seven's that probably Five true. That's yep. a little bit quirky. Maybe know. four.
3: Four's kinda, yeah, four kind of you got to know where to bit. hit it. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, other than that, I think Brentwood's just just right there in front of you. Whereas I think Keen's a little bit different. So, um, it, you know, again, like I said, it's. It's certainly, you always like to have three days of 75 and sunny, but you're uh, inevitably you're not going to get that. We so. never have that. Correct. Right. <laughs> I, I don't like that. That, that takes, that, that takes it, my it, advantage a lot. And if it was going to be perfect weather every day, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a challenge, but, but we'll get through it and, and we'll figure out, figure out a way to put on a good show for these guys.
0: You know, it's um. Now, do these uh, the players who are coming? Do they have a chance to do uh, prepare? As Jim is talking about, or or are they just kind of rolling yeah, in mean, from the last place? It, well, I think it's it
1: depends they on do the whether they take advantage right. of it right. is really the issue. And you I know,
3: <laughs> Brettwood's a public golf course, so right. I mean, anybody it's can easy. go play there. Yeah. You know, Keen. You know, I'm not sure what they did for practice week, rounds. The have been
1: out for you know, almost a couple weeks at this point, and we let the players know if you want to practice round make arrangements with the golf course and even key me a private club I know that Pudge is happy to have guys out to play practice rounds within the parameters of what they have going on at the club so I mean every, everybody who hosts an event like that understands you've got to make accommodations to come out and, yeah. and be able to see the But,
0: golf but course. they're playing one day one place another day the next day the next place right?
1: S- some of them yeah I mean some of them are so you got some PGA professionals who are working and they may just show up or guys who are just played in the Vermont Open and are going to be going straight down to, to Keene, so maybe they don't have that. I a lot of them I mean, have already played Bretwood. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one way Brett or the definitely other, definitely more than Keene probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what? You're right. At the end of the day, there's probably a significant. Um, I mean, everybody who's from New Hampshire's played it, probably, right. you know, 10s right. yeah. if not 20s of times.
0: Yeah, well, that's true, too. Um, all right, let's switch gears, and I want to chat just a little bit about the uh, State Amateur Golf Tournament, New Hampshire State Am, that's coming up. Uh, Portsmouth. is going to be, Hugh <laughs> Scott, it's going to be at Portsmouth <laughs> Country Club. Uh, and uh, Jim, of course, is going to be there. So, uh, Jim, what are your thoughts, first, about uh, the, the – uh, the tournament being there and your thoughts about the course
3: itself. It's certainly one of our better venues in the state. I would probably put it up there in my, certainly my top five, if not my top three golf courses that I'd like to play and that I find to be the most challenging. What I love about Portsmouth is it can be different every single day when you play it. I mean, Portsmouth, if the wind's up in one direction, it makes, you know, you could hit driver eight iron into one of the par fives. And the next day, you can't get there. I mean, the, the 12th hole, I think, out on the point might be the, the most, you know, uh, challenging hole to play in terms of one day it could be driver pitching wedge, and then the next day it could be driver three wood sand wedge on a par four. So, um, just depends on where the wind's going. Uh, it depends on what they do with the golf course, too. If, it's, if the fairways are a little more narrow and the rough's up, You've got to hit the ball in the fairway if they let it you know they cut it short and stretch it out You can the bombers will have a have well a it came through the spring
2: there. well Which is good for them yeah. because then it gives them a better chance to actually control all of that, right. right? And so so I assume the rough will be up because that's really one of there are two two elements that can provide challenges because you know in fairness they're very straightforward. Oh, right? Absolutely, um, but if you miss the fairway and you're in the rough, that's a big difference. And I think I'm only assuming they'll have the rough, rough up. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then, and of course, wind. When you're out there on, I think it's Great Bay or whatever, you're out in the water. I mean, so rough and wind will be the two um, elements you that, you that they can wind take. Wind
1: is normally something that you you sort of give a cursory glance to in terms of setting up a golf course, but there are a lot of golf courses where it doesn't necessarily. Matter you kind of want to know the direction the wind's coming sure. and say okay well maybe we should move this all up and this this all can move back. But I feel like you know every night for me going into Portsmouth I need to look at what the forecast is going to be for the wind sure. speed and the wind direction. Yeah, so you almost have to
3: have a couple different contingency right plans set in the course. It, it up. Can
1: totally switch from even the first two rounds and it's yeah. going to be a totally different golf course Tuesday than it was on Monday. So it's. It's definitely another added layer. Yeah, that was and was,
2: I, uh, I assume you are less concerned with all that once you reach match play.
1: Yeah, you definitely don't worry about that stuff because at the end of the day, it's you and me playing. Right, the same And role. the other 63, 62 guys in the, in the first right. round of match play, it's just them against the other guy. It doesn't right. really, yeah. really matter. I and mean, the one thing we talked about yesterday with, with course setup is you still want to make the players think. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They have to think their way through a round of golf a little bit. But but you're right, that kind of stuff, it's it's a little easier to deal with and, and match
0: by When you are set, setting up the course, um do you in terms of length, you know, for civilians when i played there, it's you know it's a long it's it's long civilian. it's civilians. Civilian. Okay, fair enough. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, I don't know I,
0: I consider right. myself a civilian. So a couple of listed men over here who the sir. played well, those things. Yes, right. There <laughs> were a lot of long, I had a lot of long irons second long second shot. That's because the nature a of the golf court. course right. so as much as Do you part. but but as I said, for civilians, they're long irons for guys who can hit it longer and better players, it's not quite as onerous. Do you make a point to try and make the course a little bit longer and play back to keep that element in the game or bring it
1: to these guys? Well I think the first thing is it's I mean it's mainly condition based. If we get no rain between now and the 8th of July the golf course is going to be really firm and re- really fast. If we have a weather pattern like we've had all year the golf course is still going to be fairly soft probably we'll have to look at what the weather forecast is going to be like on on Monday and Tuesday um, but I you know I think we want the first two days in particular we want to have a good, Fair test of golf that's worthy of our state championship.
2: Well, so. and you know, each course, if I may, has, if if you will, a personality, mm-hmm. and it good, seems good to ones, me, too. good ones. Well, yeah, and, well, and well, even the bad ones, really. Right, <laughs> <right, just, just, laughs> yeah. it just seems to me that that a goal of any association would to uh, to have the best reflection of that personality. And what I what I mean by that is Portsmouth, a long course, right. to mm-hmm. me. That should be part of what that is, yep. and that, and then it should be a reflection of that. And so, inevitably, when you're going to Portsmouth, you're expecting it to be a long course. And so, I would think if you made it short, then you would sort of strip yeah, of it of what it should be. Yeah. Like.
1: from it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to single out some of the older guys, um, but you know, some of them will say, "Well, I don't want to play Portsmouth because I'm not long enough." So they know that even in the qualified two qualifying rounds, where we're not going to be all the way back. There's still going to be a significant amount of length attached to the golf course where they're going to feel like, well, I'm older, I can't hit it as far anymore. I'm not going to be able to compete. So you're right that they look at the golf course and say, I, I don't, I don't think I want to go play Portsmouth because it's it's too long of a golf course.
3: Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I, you know, I certainly am not the longest guy out there anymore. I mean, when I won in '11, I won at Nashville, which isn't a very long golf course. It kind of played more to my strengths. Portsmouth is the golf course. I've had some really good rounds there, and I and I like the course, and I. I play it fairly well, I think, but still, you know, I'm not going to reach all of the par fives and two depending on the wind. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be hitting wedges into the greens or even eight irons on some of them, whereas some of the other guys, especially the younger kids that just kill the ball will. I, I was up at up in West Levin and today, a golf and ski, trying out new general. drivers. I'm not trying to tell you the shameless plug, there, Scott. But <laughs> I think he's working. I'm finding ten
1: extra yards. <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm trying to find a little bit extra yarded, so I feel like I can maybe compete a little bit more this year as I get a little longer in the tooth.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you can find five or ten yards, that's certainly on a course like Portsmouth yeah, to your yeah. to your benefit. So
1: suffice to say, we won't be finding new tee boxes. Like we were in Hanover last year, which you know, it's it. Look, that presents another challenge. Can we squeeze a little more yardage out of the golf course like Hanover? Sure, and we did on the second hole, and we did on the eleventh
3: hole. I'm telling you, the eleventh hole, I thought was a fantastic play. That that tee box was so good. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, mean, I love it. It's a good spot. It's actually good to me
2: for players of a little better ability. It's the best hole out there now. when you put it up top. That tee was originally made for 15, and it was a bad. T for 15, but it's a great yeah. T for a championship, you know. Uh,
3: It'd be unnecessary for 15. 15 from well, the other T is still long would enough. end up
2: killing people in seven. Wow. Oh. Right? You know what I mean? They I would, <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's, they, they would just end up blowing it in the seventh and you would purposely hit it in the seven. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I think it should reflect the personality and ultimately it's Portsmouth is a long golf course.
3: I mean, it, you look at the green structures at Portsmouth. They're big. They'll handle a, a long totally. iron. I mean, and they're and they're relatively flat. There's not a ton. Well, of I actually there. always
2: think when I play there, when in doubt, play it straight. Play Absolutely, your straighter than you think.
3: I, I have typically not putted well there, and that's one of the strengths, I think, of my game. And 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 I think it's because I read break in. That's not yeah, there. I feel the
2: same way about that. I'm i I feel like I'm a decent putter now, and and I always find
3: I, I never understood why I don't make more putts right. there because. The speed's great, the ball rolls through there, and you think. But do hey.
2: you, when you stand over a putt and you're looking and you're looking and you're looking for a break, and you go straight and you're like, damn. You
3: know what
2: I mean? It's like
0: the
3: dreaded straight putt. I want
2: to see something. Was I,
0: a, I outsmart myself all the time with that, thinking, okay, there, you know, it's like in the broadcast on the U.S. Open when Fox has got that, got the tracker there, right. I could use one of those. But I see that line on yeah. every green I'm yeah. at, and I should be on the white one because it's straight. Yeah. I just outsmart myself all the yeah. time. Yeah.
3: I was at a scramble yesterday down at Sky Meadow, and, and I was talking to somebody about that exact thing. I said, I would much rather have a butt, putt that breaks two or three balls one way or the other than a straight putt because right. I always feel like I'm going to miss the straight putt.
2: Well, oh. and half the time I have a straight putt, I'm standing over the putt, not 100% convinced it is straight, right. too, right? Whereas you've got the one that's two balls out right or left, well, you know it's going that yeah. way, and so...
3: Just now, am I going to match up pace and line right. versus the straight one, where right. it's like, do I ram it in because it's straight, or how do I play it?
0: Alright, uh, just last question. Matt, you've got, uh, when, when, does it st- when does the uh, stadium start? It
1: starts July 8th. July 8th, 8th so
0: how many qualifying night. opportunities are left?
1: Uh, realistically, one. Um, we do have a qualifier at Eastman next Tuesday, but the deadline for that is in about 40 minutes, and people won't be listening to this until Thursday. So they've missed <laughs> that deadline. Um, but Beaver Meadows still has some spots. That's on June 30th.
0: All right. So that's, uh, and then the, the field will be set. All right. Let us switch gears and go to the big story of the week the U.S. Open. Uh, Scott loves it when I do this. I've got categories to talk about: the tournament itself, the drama, it. <laughs> the overall play, the course, the USGA's role in this thing, and fo- the Fox broadcast. And we're going to grade those things as we go along. But uh, news and notes—I wasn't much of a—I only student, have so. two things that stuck out on what I would call news and notes, uh, based on things we've talked about in the past. But Adam Scott was the only one I saw in the whole tournament, and he did it most of the day. Uh, most of the tournament, at least, that I saw, leaving the flag in on all of his putts.
2: That's it, what we're it, leading the U.S. No, Open? No, no, talk. no. get the
0: news <laughs> and notes out of the way. Then we'll get, the, get to the other things, but it. I'll get some of the things that it bugged me watching him do that.
2: Well, it's always bugged me. I've never really liked it, and, and I think we've, we've discussed this. The reality is that the, the, that's using the rule as it was not intended. Which is fine. You, it, it's there. You can do it in that manner. But the reality is, I think it's now been shown that, um, well, I'm not sure it's been shown, but a, a different study, other than the Pelt study, came out and suggested that absolutely 100% take the flag out. So it's interesting to me.
3: I, I have an I have a general rule in my head that if I'm going to ask somebody to tend the flag, I'll leave it in. Other than that, yeah,
2: that's a pretty take good it one. out. Yeah. You know,
3: I, I just I can't. I've been playing golf now for 30-something years. I yeah. can't change the way well, I do it. Even, even the drop is weird, having to go bend over to the knee to totally. do it.
1: When you're 40 feet away, you're not really looking at the hole. Or you, you know, you're know, you more concerned with speed and line and getting yes. in that magical little... It's not surgery. necessarily thought of as a makeable Right. Line. I mean, if it goes in, it's a bonus. Totally. Right? But once you get in... I get it that once you get inside 20 feet, 15 feet in particular, you start really looking at the hole. You're, you're, you're sort of basing the line off of where the hole is. As opposed to kind of picking a spot, maybe right. halfway yeah. there. So.
3: Personally, I visualize the ball going in the hole. Like when I'm looking at the putt, I try to see the ball rolling and finishing in the hole. So the flags there—that's something that's throwing my mind off, and I certainly don't need Remember, that.
0: I don't think it's a benefit, though. For the for the, and if you, if they do it, a percentage, here's the thing: he does, though, right? right? right. And so okay. that is that
2: is why he leaves it in, because he believes it's a benefit, and why? And
1: why does he? bully because he's a basket case on the green. Is, I, I mean, I'm true. true. I have to be that honest.
3: At the Masters, I w- and when he was kind of in contention, I kept going. Please, just be there at the end and putt a five footer and hit it off the flag and not go in. That's right. Everybody <laughs> can <laughs> just kill this,
0: right? I I think more of those will happen than that. I don't know if you remember watching Rory it.
2: almost drove the green on four. He had a beautiful chip that absolutely oh, would have yeah. gone in the hole had the flag
1: not been in. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I remember thinking.
0: The that was, on, was
1: that, that was on Sunday after he made yeah I mean he, he, he was made double made and he made Bernie almost eagle he had a very
0: I, consistent round I think <laughs> kind of Dave Long like yeah. <laughs> yeah I identified with it <laughs> and and the other news and note that Scott will be impressed that I bring it up is <laughs> there was a Danny Willett signing <laughs> he finished yes. minus four that, that's like his first I did see him in the, the telecast yeah.
2: scratching and clawing his way back he went through a really hard time but you know in fairness if you if you watched he's been Playing a little bit better. I, I would agree. He's playing a little
1: yeah. bit better. But yeah, he might have made the cut at Augusta, too. I think yeah, that I'll, sounds right. I'll look I it
2: know. up. I think,
0: he was, yeah. I think he was in top 15 last week or two weeks ago at the Canadian Open as well. That's what stuck in my mind to see nice. where he finished now <laughs> in the U.S. Open. All right. Uh, who would you say, if you're ranking stars of the tournament itself, who were the stars? I mean, we know who the obvious number one star but were there other stars in it? I and would go, honestly, Woodland first.
2: Yeah. I, and not because he came in second, but I'd almost put Kepka ahead of Woodland because here's a guy who had the the burden so of, much pressure. of of this three-in-a-row thing, and he could easily have mailed it in, and we spoke the week before, and I was the one who was saying it's not really a course that fits him. I'm now of the belief that every course fits mm-hmm. him, and if I don't take Brooks Kepka for the open, then tell me I'm an idiot because... The guy yeah. is that good. So Woodland was a star, but boy, Kepka is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, he's he's so good. I mean, I I kept waiting for him to just take it away from Woodland. I just watch and then well, when he buried four of the first five, yeah. didn't you have the feeling yeah. like here we right. go? And he just kept going. If he can just get the lead or tie the lead right. here, he's just it, it's gonna it, you know Woodland will fold on it. And wasn't just that, the the three would he hit into 14 was incredible. Incredible. To get it to even stop. (laughs) Okay,
1: here's my question about that shot Did he pull it? Was he really trying to hit that shot? Personally,
3: I think he
2: was playing up the right. I tell you. What nobody's talked about, which is surprising to me, that green is hard to hit with a wedge. And if you watch Rose hit right after with his wedge, it landed on the green and takes his big bounce and goes 20 feet past the flag. The fact that his ball ended up pin high was ridiculously fortunate. Because look, I'll give him huge credit, and uh, and he's obviously got you know large so, yeah, Cuyanos, so, whatever. <laughs> the point is for him to pull three wood out, I was blown away yeah. because that was totally yeah. a layup wedge sort of scenario. But I think
3: they were saying his caddy talked him into it, playing play which I it. like
2: that. Yeah. But that ball's in the air. I'm thinking. It's either going to plug in the face of the bunker, or if it lands on the green, it's it's Way gone. Over, yeah. It lands in the only place it could have killed it perfectly. Yep. So he got really fortunate. Now he deserves credit. For trying it, yeah. and there's credit for hitting a good shot, but he got very fortunate. I well, think Kevin Costner
0: was his caddy, and Kevin Costner from. Okay, Ke- so.
2: yeah.
3: Well, I think you have to give the caddy credit for giving him the suggestion to do it. I mean, and, and then how he responded to the caddy afterwards and gave him credit for it, right. Versus someone like Jordan Spieth, who openly blasted his caddy twice <laughs> in the I, telecast. I, I, on, I want to talk about
2: that because I think he's getting a bad rap. Personally. You think so. I do because I think that. Well, look. He said something he probably regretted saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm guessing he probably apologized afterwards. I'm guessing Michael Greller didn't think anything of it at the time.
3: He didn't look like he did. I mean, and
2: and my view is this, and I've been I've, I've actually had this discussion with Matt yesterday because I've play I've caddied in the U.S. Senior Open when my player got very upset at me, not because it was something I did, but it was the only opportunity, the only person he could vent to. You're in the heat of the moment. He he was frustrated, and he vented to the only person he could vent. Mm-hmm. And so, did I like it? No. But I think he's getting a bit of an unfair rap, because it's what... You, it, who else can you vent to? Who else can you voice frustration We know him. In between the him. lines in the heat of the... He talks it's, too much. It's him. Yeah, that's I what agree. he does. And so I, I mean, agree. I
1: said this guy yesterday... I bet you, outside of seeing the re- replays after the round, Michael probably didn't even remember what he said, right? Because he just knows that's his player, yeah. that's what he's going to do, that's going to how he's going to react in these situations, and you just sort of deal. And I mean, they've been together long enough to know each other's personalities to the point where I can—I I, I don't think that Michael walked away this. You know, I'm, I'm about ready to drop the bag and walk off the golf course. It was this is my guy. This yep. is how he acts. Yep.
2: And look, it wasn't ideal, but but I think he's getting a bit of a bad rap for the 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 negative sort of spin that everyone's putting on it because I just sort of think that's it's part of what that relationship and, you is. You know what?
1: It's a guy who's been fighting it all year. Totally. And, and probably felt like he was close to getting it back. Well, he
2: hit two, what he believed were two good shot,
1: shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. When he hit the rake, that was a good shot coming out of the trap.
2: Huh? Didn't he hit a rake? That's not what we're talking about.
3: No, we're talking about on... talking uh, about on the 8th hole
2: when he he hit what he thought was a good drive and goes ahead and then he hit what he thought was a good approach shot that went over the green. So, you know, it was interesting. I talked to my boys about it as it was happening and we all had the same emotion and yet I know others who have been over-the-top negative about it saying it's unforgivable and if they were caddying they would have dropped it is true
3: though that you that is the only person you have to be able to vent right? to I mean, I mean like i've got a good friend of mine that caddies for me quite a bit i play a lot of golf with him uh wayne farmer and he's a very very good green reader exceptional so good <laughs> funny little story from last year's amateur i'm in sudden death second play- playoff hole in the round of 16 against ryan Toomes. I nearly hole out my shot from the fairway, and I hit it to about 8 feet. And Ryan hits it to about 15 feet or so and makes the putt for birdie. Now, we've read the putt to be just outside right. It's downhill, pretty slippery. And as I address the ball and get over, he goes, Jim, I I think it's straight. I think it's straight. Now, I'm already locked into it at this point, so I'm not backing off of it. So I hit the putt outside, and it goes through, and I miss it. I lose the match. And all he talked about on the ride home afterwards was how I didn't listen to him. <laughs> and I'm like, when was the last time you broke eighty? <laughs> but it's good to have that. But in the of moment, my yeah.
2: guess is you've uttered something. Oh, that, I've said some pretty that, nice things that still, you yeah. you know would never say at any other time. And I don't know. I, I I think we forget that. Think of all the other sports that stuff gets said within the arena. Yeah. That you don't even think twice of, and the nature of <laughs> golf is a little bit different. You look at to
1: teammates show. and team sports, yeah, totally. You know, and I mean, if you played team sports, you could have a great friend on the team, and in the heat of the moment, you're going to say something to that guy you never thought you'd say to him, right. Because of that competitive nature, totally. That
3: you have, so. I just think about I just think about Kevin Garnett. And the way, he, you wouldn't want your your kids sitting right. around the edge because well, of the way he was going to talk. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jordan, was Jordan, same was way, brutal
2: on his teammates. It didn't yeah. mean. Kevin Garnett made uh,
0: Big Baby Davis cry during the game. So. <laughs> Maybe that's where <laughs> that's he got the name. Hey, I right. had an argument with with a guy in college during the game that happened a long time ago that we're still having the argument. Still going on.
3: So somebody needs to learn how to let go. Right. So anyway, right. part of it's right. I'm not that guy.
1: <laughs> so. All right, let's uh, so let's so go to the. How about, I'll, I'll throw in a, a, um, another winner for the week? Yeah. Victor Hovland.
2: Yeah, wow. This kid played great. Well, not only because he did well and had set some records, but he's a pro now, and I think mm-hmm. he just added significant, he added a zero to the yeah. amount of um, sponsorship, sponsorship money, money he's yeah. going to
1: get. I mean, it was a roller coaster Thursday when <laughs> he got it to three or four, might even been 500 at yeah. one point, then dropped all the way back to well, even but the.
2: How about the fact we talked about how important this was going to be for the USGA and they nailed it? They got to to give them credit. They nailed it. That there was never any negative. Even Phil after the tournament, Mm -hmm. who blasted him for the 29 US Open seed players before, gave him, well, appropriately, two thumbs up for Phil Uh because that's what he does. But I mean, I think, you know, the scores were lower, partially, mostly because. The weather, not right. because of the course setup.
3: Yeah, they would have liked if that,
2: that marine layer lifted and the wind blew on the whole, totally the same cool golf course. The scores would have been dramatically different. Yeah. So, I think USGA nailed it too.
0: All right, we're going to give them a grade a little bit later. Let's go to drama. How would you rate this on drama for this? This
3: particular tournament,
2: not high. I mean, no. it wasn't. It was not drama it, filled. It, neither
3: was the PGA, for that matter. But yeah. it kind of felt like Kepka was like playing catch up the whole day, and you kind of felt like he is he going to get there? But he but he never really got.
1: Well, you just close, get to that. I, I mean, felt like, you, yeah. you both played in enough competitive golf tournaments that you could tell that there's this point in the round you get to where you're like, he he just can't catch up. You know, yeah. Woodland
2: was playing too well. Well, and, and we haven't even mentioned the guy who was in the final pairing.
3: Yeah.
2: Justin Rose, yeah. who clearly was not playing well. Oh, yeah, no. I know. Clearly wasn't playing quickly. <laughs> 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 He's a been watching a after Woodland makes the
3: putt on 18 to win, how He's long 18. it took Rose oh, oh. to putt out. <laughs> that... that.
0: That, it took like It seemed like it took an hour yeah. After that the, uh, Was that the most Anticlimactic Last well, guy in the golf Well
2: that's in, part in of the reason it. Why they always have the winner Like mark his ball From two inches So yeah. that you know At right, least there's right. something I mean who thought the Woodland was going to Actually make that He didn't
3: So my girlfriend's kids Were, were at the house and, and none of them play golf And don't know anything They, they kind of want to now Because they've kn- gotten To know me enough But they're uh, Your kids are gotten to know You well
2: enough Yeah my <laughs> kids Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: No, I'm talking about my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> my kids still don't know me. They're still, you know, <laughs> seven and five. Um, but anyway, so they're watching. He goes, "Why is this guy taking so long?" <laughs> Tyler, the walk, tournament's walk, over. This he he should just get off the golf course. I'm like, well, he's still playing for money, so he's going to try to you know finish as high as he can. It was just funny to hear somebody that didn't know anything about it was right. watching it, and, like right. locked into it with yeah. me, but couldn't figure out so why the guy that did. not Both it. So and there. his
2: teammate. Matt Wolfe, I believe, have turned pro this week I and are playing at the, the Travelers, And right? you're thinking, "Wow, that's yeah. a good team." When yeah. those two guys are legit, yeah, yeah
1: Hovland was really was really very strong. impressive. Yeah. He clearly yeah. likes
2: Pebble. He won the US Amateur there right. the year before. Yeah. I mean,
3: now forgive me because I, I don't, I didn't see and I don't know, but did um, our uh, Mass Open champion did he make get to the travels? I know he was yeah, going to try. He did not. Will he be in Bretwood and Keene? He will be playing in the in so our state. Open. That's I think probably seventy
1: three at the qualifier yesterday. Is what I saw.
3: It's probably a pretty good pick for uh, for that tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he's it's had pretty good history on right? Bretwood, anyways, and lived down in that area. Yep,
0: no doubt. All right, we had uh, top stories, five stories going in. Uh, did so we I touch any to, of them? I, off? I want to go back to see uh, how you think they did. Number one was, and that was your designation. It was correct. Kepka going for three in a row. That pretty much held up. As a big Again, star. I
2: just am so yeah. impressed with him. I I was not necessarily sold on the fact that as we spoke, is he on a good run or is he a good, a uh, you know, great run or a great player? I now have left the great run category. He's a great player in my opinion. Well, I,
1: I said this to Scott yesterday, and I stole this from Twitter. But you know, the last three years, you have about nine thousand people that sign up for this tournament every year, and in three years, one guy's beaten them. And I mean, I get that said one time, one time, right? And and because I mean, realistically, how many guys actually have a chance to win twenty five or thirty? Probably when you get right. down to it. So you know, you're and you have people qualifying who have no chance to ever actually make the championship. But I I do think it says something that I mean, that's it's you know, not only did he scare it, he was right there through five holes, and we're all thinking he's going to do it. He's. Right. I mean, we had a little text chain on no what, on Sunday morning. No. Yeah. And three of the four of us, you're the only one who didn't pick. I
2: was surprised. Stack, Brett Wilson, you and I. Yeah. And, and I was surprised all three of you took Kepka because he was four back. Yeah. I mean, four back yeah. is a lot of two great players. So I was surprised. But when he birdied four of the first five, I'm like, wow, you boys are mm-hmm. looking pretty smart.
0: You know, when you mentioned that he's now, for you, gone into the great player category, yeah. what I, what he reminded me of there, he clearly, to me anyway, and I didn't see the first four holes on this <clears throat> on Sunday. So I missed that quick to me he didn't he didn't have it. He didn't have his A game. Let's put it that's a better way to say well, it. Well you missed and, the four holes that we right, said that, that but you thought for, he did. From <laughs> when I was watching he didn't have his A game. Right. Didn't seem to me. And but he grinded through it. And to me he reminded me of Jack Nicholas in tournaments, you mm. know, where we talk we've talked a lot in the past, maybe not as much this year You know, not only does he have the 18 majors, he's got 19 second-place finishes and was there. And in that regard, it seemed to me that he hung in there and and did what he needed to, you know, and got close, got within one at, what, 16, 17, whatever, and then he made a bogey. But um, to me, that's what I saw in him there.
2: Um, No, I think that's, uh, that's legit. By the way, just a quick reference back to the four of the first five, the one he didn't birdie, was as good a par as you're ever going to oh. make. Oh, yeah. What's so that 100. that hole is I've played it enough. It's a par five when I play it. Yeah. It's a 500 yard par four, I mean, and he made a darn near it jar. That was ridiculous. So he birdied for the first five, and the par he made was all
1: world, mm-hmm. right? Which went along with the unbelievable par saves that were happening on Saturday, right? Which was nuts,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Right. But the the fact he then had a, again for the first five with that par, but then par six. That was the first time I'm like, wow, because he birdied six. All of a sudden, I think he would have been tied for yeah. lead. Is my memory, yeah. And that, so that would have changed pretty dramatically. But all it, right, story number two:
0: uh, Can Tiger win another major this year? Yeah. Never, never in the uh, this year is it? No, question. no. Our story going into that was: Can Tiger win the major? I'm uh, sorry, his second major of the
2: year. I was surprised he didn't play better. I thought it was a great course and opportunity I for him. I thought he putted poorly. Agreed. Yeah, and that he, he's been putting Agreed. better. You know, yep. I,
3: that, was, that was kind and of shocking.
2: I remember seeing he'd only, in the first two rounds, had only a total of four birdies, which,
3: right.
2: boy, a, that's not good out there either. I um, mean, I think he has zero chance at Portrush.
3: I, I don't know enough about Portrush. I think that if it was at a different open venue, I think I'd think he'd have a, a much higher chance. But. So,
2: side note about Portrush, um great place to play. I've been lucky to play there, but do you know where Captains Caddy was born and raised and where he played as a kid? Portrush, Royal Portrush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, think about that, the fact that you've got the best player and the most knowledgeable and experienced caddy who played there. So, I mean, uh, so I, t- I, there's no chance I think Tiger wins at Portrush.
1: Well, I mean,
2: Tiger well, he already really said he wasn't even going to play in Teleport Rush too. Yeah. I thought I saw yeah, him. I so I that today. as well.
3: Which right, he's, he's in, in Thailand me. right now. I just heard. I saw something really? on a family vacation. Yeah, I think I saw it on Instagram.
1: He's, it's 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 sort of funny with him. You can almost really tell after about nine holes or so. Oh, no, his body language had, was I want out of here. Sunday yeah. man, could you and, tell? And you yeah, yeah playing he well, did, well, yeah. on the back. But line. the first five or six holes, he like, I want to go home. Right? How fast can I get on the? Like I want to go home, like a little kid. I want to go home. Take me home.
2: <laughs> but um, so I don't see it. I don't see it at all. No.
0: Maybe he's going to establish residence in Thailand so his daughter can try and make the World Cup soccer team because I think <laughs> anybody can just about do it. After a thirteen <laughs> nothing loss to the, to the USA,
2: my guess is he's going to Thailand, maybe with a family, but he probably is building a golf course or paying a million dollars to show up in Thailand. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
0: I
3: that could be it. That.
1: All right. I'll take that over. That's nice because he needs
3: the money. He is. Yeah, he is definitely needs the out. money.
0: Yeah. Uh, number three, Phil's last chance to win the U.S. Open has that that gone by the boards? I mean, it certainly never surfaced there.
1: If uh, it was, it was classic Phil making <laughs> triple on the final hole. You know, hitting driver on holes where no one else is hitting driver. It's, it was it was a Phil special. When I was
3: in college, and Phil was losing every time he had a chance to win something. I had a buddy of mine, and he used to say, I love Phil Mickelson because if there's water on the 18th hole and he's got the leaders near it, you know he's going to hit it in the water. (laughs) And it's going to feel just like him.
2: You know, he's so funny because he's he's got talent, I mean, very few have ever had. right? And he's got 40 wins, and he's won five, I mean, it's... And yet he still can play holes like a six handicap. It's just so funny, and... and, uh, You know, I suppose that's part of his greatness, that he sees things that people don't see. Um, But he's also seen a lot of things that most great players have never done. I'm going to
3: tell you, I was at Wingfoot in 2006 on a Monday for the practice round. And I walked around the golf course, and I remember walking by the hospitality tents, and I go... Well, at least these are way out of play. Nobody can hit it over <laughs> here. <laughs> think of that. And so then, when I'm watching the telecast, and I watch, and he goes, "Oh no!" Right. And they show the ball go off the tent. I go, "Those tents are 60 yards yeah, off of something. the play of that hole." So, yeah. to answer your question, it's hard to think that he has.
2: I mean, that was yeah. that
0: was lined up that, for. Him. That
2: was his best chance. It doesn't mean he won't play well at Wingfoot, but realistically, I don't. I just don't. So, I don't see yeah.
3: it. What are the oh, venues yeah, right. after Wingfoot? I mean, he's he's. Almost in his 50s now, yeah, so I, it's... I think
2: it was Pebble and Wingfoot were his best chances. Oh, well, Wingfoot's next year, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: But he still has good ball speeds. So yeah. He's still going to so hit it long. The and distance I, thing's not the Up issue. until this week, I think they said he was putting better than he has been in yeah. quite a while. So yeah. I don't know that he's lost his field there on the greens yet or...
1: So, Torrey Pines in 21, the Country Club in 22, L.A. Country Club in 23, Miner, so, yeah. Stoke, Mond, and now we're in the 26th and 27th yeah, as well, and You
3: know, so I mean, maybe I mean, maybe Torrey Pines, too. Maybe but do we really think, shots? I mean,
2: ultimately, he's he's fifth, going to be 50 years old. Yeah. I don't
0: see how he's going to be. Isn't, isn't Torrey Pines the hometown course? Well, well San Diego, it
2: was. Right. In the sense of they redid Tory and so you know, the course he played when he was a kid no. is not the course All they're right. playing now, but
0: yes. All right, uh, fourth, can Rory stay hot? He stayed hot and he stayed cold at the same time, up and down on that last day.
1: Yes, sort of a I, I hate to say it, but almost kind of what you'd expect from Rory lately. It's, it's yes. Yeah. Some good with some. Some really, you just kind of look at him and shake your head and say, "What are you doing?" I he thought it putt- was. He putted really lousy. I thought.
3: I thought it was predictable. I don't think he's a very good putter, especially when he has to, you know, on the on smaller greens where you have to match up speed and line. He's gotten way too mechanical with his stroke. Um, and I and, and yeah, I, I think his stroke st- does not
2: match his golf swing.
3: No, and I saw a stat the other day too. I think that he's like two hundredth on tour in proximity yeah, from 50 we to 100 that up last yards time which
2: is he's a he's a poor wedge player. Yeah. And here's a guy who drives it as good as anybody in the world and he's he a maybe the
3: wedge best player. driver of the golf ball in the world. So
2: to me it was very predictable, it sort of epitomized how he plays so that when he's on he's as good as anybody in the world but but it seems to me he needs to be on in order to be successful. Yeah. Now, know?
3: despite the pressure that he'll be under at Portrush, I think that that's actually something that probably suits him well because he's had such significant history of the golf course yeah. and and it, and yeah. typically at the Open you're going to see some greens that it might be a little slower and yeah. he might be able to hit the ball and, and, and you know hit hit his putts instead of you know having to try to finesse things. So
1: he, here's a big hypothetical with him: Does he need? At 30 years old, a reboot of his game in order to really start And yet,
2: a mere week ago, he won the Canadian Open and was blistering the field. Shot
1: 61 and was on fifty-eight watch for a while. Right. So, my instinctive answer is no. But it just seems like there's something missing. And why doesn't he win more often, even though he's won twice this year... I would tell you that I'm always
2: intrigued when he ma- I hear him make the comments that you know winning isn't everything and that I don't feel the need to, that I love to play, yeah. but if I don't win, it's... I always think that's sort of the first sign of maybe you're not getting as much out of your ability as, as maybe you well, should.
3: Well, and I think you're starting to make an excuse for yourself when it doesn't totally. happen. I think that's a totally. way to kind of deflect, and you know it's not as important to you me anymore. I can't imagine
2: Kepka saying the same
1: thing. Oh. Now... I mean, they're in different bad. places in their life. I think is. Right. I mean, he's married now. Yeah. Um,
3: but I I don't disagree. But with there's that. not I a mean, significant age difference between them. No. I mean, I guess they're and they have
1: the same number of majors. I think, right? I mean, so well. And Rory was crowned from a very young age sure. as the heir apparent. And so their how they got here was as we talked about with Kepka with what he did. It's their journey has been significantly different. And you wonder how much that plays into
2: Well, you know, we talked about how Tiger went through the prime of his career. You could have argued the 30s without winning a major, and wasn't that amazing? Nobody would predict who would gone 10 or 11 years without winning a major, and then and then here we are with Rory. We're now five years removed from his last major, and it's in his. More of his prime. than I mean, it's it's very interesting to me that that we've gone this long without him winning another major. Let me ask you this,
0: competitiveness, where does that fit? I mean, I I can tell you in other sports where it fits. It's at the top two or three along with talent in other sports, football and basketball. Is it the
2: same in golf, which is a different kind of emotional game? It's the reason I play golf. I mean, I I think so. I think it's the same. Right. I, mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think Kepka felt like uh, second place was first loser. Yeah. Right? And Rory right. would have said second place
3: was, I had a great week and no big deal. And, yeah. and The other guy just played a couple shots better than right. I did. I To me, I play golf. I can't go out. I couldn't walk out here on the first tee Lake Sonneby and just go play by myself 18 holes and enjoy it. It, it wouldn't happen. You know, I have to play with somebody, I have to have... And, and it might not be that I'm playing with somebody that... You know, I could play with my buddy Eric, who, who you know, is a 10 handicap or 7 handicap or whatever he is, and I know I'm going to beat him every single time we play, but I focus more because he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I focus more, like, especially if he's playing well, I know, well, I'm going to play well because I'm not going to let him beat me today.
2: But it's a fair question because in some ways the goal in golf is just stay out of your own way, and the harder you... Try and the more you care, the more you, um, the worse you play. And so there's a bit of that element, you know. Um, it's not, more of
1: a killer instinct, right. I think, than anything. I agree. And it's, and it's, and again, it's hard to say that he's lacking that when he's won twice this year because how many guys have a year where they won once? And yes, yeah, so he's
2: winning twice? because he played really well, not because he came from, his right. through, yeah right. I
3: don't think he's a guy that can kind of have his B or C game and still figure out a way I think he's got I guess right that's what I thought
1: about a reboot comes in does he need somebody new on the bag mm-hmm. that can motivate him in a different way when things start to go bad and you know, he was obviously out of it pretty quickly on the weekend, really, in general, at last week. but
2: It's got to come from within, though, right? I mean, I, I you know, guess... I, I well, agree. Do we
3: know how much he practices, and what does he do with his practice? How does he practice? I, I think that's... good I mean, look at what we just talked about. His wedge place, not very good, you know, and he's become so mechanical with his putt. So is he going out and trying to do different things on the putting green to... Be more creative. I mean, I would was.
1: guess that he is. I, I mean, honestly, would to, have me, to but. I see... I, I think he's frustrated. I think you could see a lot of frustration mm-hmm. on his face because he probably feels like... I am the most talented. Yeah, and I should be winning. And I'm not and getting I, as much out of it. I, I, do, I do sort of get that impression from him. And at, at what point from him as a competitor does he say, I need somebody new on the bag, I need an equipment change, I need something to... to Sort of reinvent what I'm doing here, and maybe
2: that you know, all all this being said, I'm going to get back to probably what Jim said earlier. And and we and and I know we both referenced the wedge thing, but ultimately, he misses too many putts he should make, yeah, right. I think that's really kind of for him what it is. Too many times, incredible shots like I thought I heard that stat they threw when Louis Ustazen was in the final round, he had made. Every single putt inside 10 feet that week. And I'm thinking, really? How do you do that? Right? <laughs> right. I mean, And I would bet, without knowing the stats, I'd be bet that
1: Rory missed
2: half of the ones he had. Right. Not, I, maybe not You half. know, it's almost know. like you need,
1: you need Ryder Cup Rory... In in majors, where right. he does have that killer instinct, and it does feel like he's making more putts, and, and we don't see that when it's when he's just playing. Yeah, I've, I've nice
0: never stuff. seen what I would what you would call or what I would call my definition of killer instinct in him. Never, you know. And we're talking about that particular thing. Golf shows differently. Like you mentioned, Michael Jordan before Scott, and he'd rip your head off. And I always got the exact same feeling with Tiger, when Tiger would... His, now, that doesn't mean everybody has to be the same way, but, you know... Well, you know,
2: it's interesting you say that, because I just read something Pete Cowan said, and Pete Cowan's a guy that has been helping Gary Woodland recently, and he said one of the first things he had to teach um, Gary Woodland was, or uh, maybe not teach him, but certainly let him know what he thought, which was that killer instinct thing. And, and he referenced this when he said, talked about Gary Woodland when he first got together... That he mentioned Tiger would be the guy who would step on your throat and step on it harder. Right. Gary Woodland would be the guy who would step on your throat and stop and say, are you okay? Right. And right. and that he needed to have Gary Woodland recognize and realize that what we're all talking about here is that killer instinct and that it did not come naturally to him. Um and, and I think that's probably partially. I, I do side. think that's
3: a learned skill. I mean, I do think that's something you have to learn. I can think back to many times in my early days of golf. I mean, I would argue golf.
1: Rory had a pretty good killer instinct on Sunday at the Canadian Open. I mean, to go out there and shoot 61, 61, and to shoot 65, 66, 68, 69, a congressional to win by eight. And I get it that, you know, to Jim's point, he he wasn't really ever put under any significant pressure, and that sort of makes it different. Mm. But, I, you know, I, I think there's still something – he just can't find it right now. For whatever reason, that part, for as good as it seems like he's playing, particularly how well he hits his driver, particularly why well, he hit his irons pretty well at the, at the U.S. Open. Um, but it's just it's it's not all it's not all there. That's
3: you'd sure. have to predict that he'll find it again at some point, though. Like the talent level, so you good, mean so will he win another major? will have or, well, or another run. I, I mean, think he could have another run. I think he, you know because if he finds it and he wins one, you don't think that he would find it again. I mean, I think he will. God, I think he's too yeah, good yeah. not to. I agree with that. But and I, I think mean, think is he? he
1: uh, I mean, look, he's already made the change to play more on the on the PGA tour. He's not playing as many event, So, look what happens. He's won twice this year on any one of the players. So, you know, maybe that was a he's little... He's become s- Americanized
2: in the sense that he needs good weather. I I actually... That mm-hmm. makes yeah. me think it, that poor Rush, won't play well because he he wins in good weather. You know, he's a good weather player. He doesn't well, like he to Well, he hits
3: him. the ball so high right. and plays it more of an American style. He's I not agree. on the ground as much like it is over in Europe. I agree. All
0: right, we're going to switch. We're going to ta- talk about Gary Woodland in just a second. But first, let me just... Say this, I need to before I forget to do it. Uh, for the best selection, service and savings, swing by golf and ski warehouse. You need the sound in effect. When Hudson. we say swing, you need to have that little Well if we were pre recorded I could do that. So when Deadwaters gives me a hard time and I, I stop pre-recorded sworn <laughs> <but it's warm. laughs> anyway Stop swing by my golf and ski warehouse in Hudson, Greenland and West <laughs> Lebanon, New Hampshire and in Scarborough, Maine. Learn more about all the great things that are there, all equipment, apparel, etc., and get directions at golfskywarehouse.com. Okay, when we made our predictions, I don't believe Gary Woodland was among our predictions for the winner of the U.S. Open. Not even Pebble on the radar. Roots. Not even on the radar. What are your thoughts, Scott? I'll start with you, go around the table, uh, about the way he played and what was most surprising about
2: it. Uh, you know, I think everyone's always thought that Gary Woodland is dripping with talent. I think his putter has always been the reason why he hasn't closed, even though he has I think, he had three wins or something. But the stat that really stood out to me was that he was 0-7 with the lead after three rounds in finishing. And, you know, that get back to that earlier comment I made about P. Cowan, maybe that's as much as yeah. anything, is that he learned, you know, to finish. and that Because and he didn't crack. He, he didn't crack, and to be 0-7 with the lead, and then to do that in the U.S. Open, right. I thought was very impressive. And so that's probably what stood out to me more than anything else. And he shoots, what, he shot two under par, I think? Yeah, anyway, I think so. something like that, and that was impressive. So that's what stood out.
0: You know, to me, and he had, like, the, what was it? The He uh, was in the rough on consecutive holes. What was that, 14 and 15? Not four. Yeah, not right. 14. Not 14. Fifth,
3: well, it might have been fifteen and
0: sixteen. Maybe fifteen, later. sixteen. But he was in, he was in deep rough. He was, he was starting to uh, fade his drive, or slice his drive, and he came up with big shots at the big moment, mm. out of trouble. Mm. When a lot, and that's when Kepka got to within one, or was like on his heels at two. And uh, you know, I was sitting there going, "Is he gonna?" Crack I mean, the up and down, not, and I even call it an up and down, right?
2: Because yeah, it was on it was the, on the green. green. But the up and down on seventeen was, oh, like yeah, ridiculous. I yeah. mean, I would not have a had a, the chops to be able to try the wet sandwich off there. The heck out of it, and I probably would have putted it and yeah. put it to twenty feet and tried. You know, so you that was
1: good. When even Justin Rose broke out of his little trance right? and gave, him right. a, gave him a knuckle. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I've, I've never seen that guy smile. Has he ever smiled? I was hitting as bad as he hit it on. Somebody.
2: You know, he's very likable, Justin Rose. Exactly. He just, as a person, but as a golfer, he's he's, he's a little bit boring, yeah. meticulous, and, and almost,
1: we know, talked about yesterday the constant sniping at at marshals or or spectators. You know, you that, see you know, before around a around. lot of
2: guys before they hit a shot, they'll tuck their shirt underneath their arm yeah. because they want to keep connected. Right? He's the only one I've ever seen do that for a putt. <laughs> Every time <laughs> he gets over putt, if yeah. you watch him, he'll tuck his shirt under his arm and so he stays connected putting. I'm thinking, I've never seen a player do that putting. I've seen it with you know their full swings,
3: but never putting. It would have been think. certainly very interesting to see him win with the axis putter. Yeah. That's yeah. And the big huge flat. Well flat I think it was there.
1: it was it was really in the end it was smoke and mirrors. I mean he just putted so well so early in the week and then it just wasn't sustainable yeah, and, and yeah. on Saturday yeah. I think he had
2: well he had 72 putts I thought I heard through three rounds yeah so think about that amazing. that's Unbelievable. crazy good I thought he
0: I think I, at one point I think he had 19
1: putts after the 15th hole on Saturday and on Sunday I think he had sixteen on the front nine. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. not good. He wasn't right. making anything right. on Sunday. But that, which that's is kind of the nature hockey. of the game. And, and too, I kind of feel it's like it's more it, of a reflection
2: you didn't hit up grains. And
3: th- and this is just a complete, you know, personal feeling, but I feel like anybody that has to go to a gimmick style putting stroke, and I do consider the claw to be a gimmick style putting stroke. I just don't feel like over four rounds in major championship golf it's gonna be sustainable.
2: And yet and it's happened. And yet they're the conventional putter is becoming more the exception than I the know. rule, right? And so, it,
1: so I hear you. It's so I unique. What it's saying, just it's yet yet at, something at the same I, time. Speaking of putting, that Chaz Raby can putt, can't he? Oh, oh you know they goodness. never showed him? Well, they didn't show him on Sunday, but they had Saturday. <laughs> God, he made everything.
3: Everything went
0: in. He really did. All right, that's a perfect to segue to the Fox broadcast. But, uh, um.
1: By the way, I don't it? have anything else to add about Woodland. I mean, it was it is impressive as is you could imagine for him i think all, it, all of us in the back of our head thought 82 was there yeah yeah
3: <laughs> sunday
1: for him that the moment was too big but man he played great you got to give him all the credit in the world well
2: especially right back to the four birdies in the first five holes so you got you know the yep. gorilla coming at you you got rose who's sort of the you know the machine and he's just, you know, Woodman was just plodding along, man. It was it was impressive. Yep,
1: absolutely. absolutely.
0: And, but, and re- but he recovered as well. I mean, he, his, he was having he had that, that
2: uh, huge hook on... Well, the ninth hole, he hit that bad drive left. And right. The, and then you could see he got a little loose after that for a couple mm-hmm. holes. But, you know, again, he finished. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. I mean, he, he didn't crack, right. which is... Uh, I was kind of sitting there waiting for him, or at some point I was wondering if he'd crack. I'd gotten past the point that I was convinced he was going to crack, and then he just kept, you know, making yeah. shots out of trouble. Yeah. And and on seventeen, that shot was.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was
0: expecting, <laughs> I was expecting that. a divot when I first when he first was going to do it. I thought he was on the green. He was on that. Little... He was on the green, but was yeah, that it was. the second? Cut? Well,
2: you know, it's interesting you say that because he was on the green. But at first, I didn't think he was. But then when he went and marked it and picked it up, I'm thinking, either that was the biggest... Whoopsie. <laughs> 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 Whoopsie. It's a podcast. God, God. I'll
1: have Kate tag this one. So
2: What's the minute mark? Okay. Either the biggest freaking mistake you've ever made in the history of golf <laughs> by marking a ball that's not on the green. <laughs> but I think it was the uh, cleanup cut that they have around yep. the end. And so... Um, I'm just really
3: team. glad that you're the one that made that mistake <laughs> it me? Yeah. I always
1: thought it'd be me yeah. I really did yeah. I, I'm the this. sponsor what the heck I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 it's part of our
3: charm I've been doing this for 20 years and
0: I've never come close to that one <laughs> anyway um, it was for uh, emphasis yes, because he was yes. about to
2: make the biggest gaffe in the history of, of championship yeah, golf that, by yes, marking yeah, his ball right. that was on the fringe that, yeah. was
0: your, that was your version of Roberto Di Vicenzo what a stupid guys. I am! But yeah. I am. Um, what do you think of the broadcast itself? I mean, you, the reason I bring it up is you just mentioned. Did you did you see Revi when Revi was playing on Sunday? I thought they focused on two two groups the whole second. You know, at least the back nine, but from about the fourth to fifth hole. Well, I mean, I watched Thursday and
2: Friday, and they really only focused on two groups throughout the whole. So, thing. does that bother you, or did? Or did did you... I had no problem with it at I all. either? I kind of liked it. And I would tell you, I thought there were fewer uh, commercials for the most part. So it's
1: really nice that they're not beholden to the PGA to Tour to talk about the FedEx Cup every right. 10 minutes like CBS oh, I know, I know. And, Right? Here's the FedEx Cup. Up, right? just moving it up in the FedEx Cup.
3: Yeah. I, 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 I thought that the Fox broadcast was appropriate. There wasn't that many guys that were in right. the mix, right. so you kind of had to focus on those. Yeah,
1: I mean, when the, when the realistic leaderboard in the bottom right only has three guys, because those are the three guys who have a chance to win, I mean, those are the three guys you want to watch. Right. So, I, mean, I, he, I like Azinger.
2: I think he does a good yeah, job, yeah. I think Curtis Strange generally does a very good job. Um, so And they, there was a lot of them. Um, Shane Bacon's
1: really good.
2: Yeah, he's, he's, really he's good. A good player. Player. It seems I to me they guys, also
0: yeah. they use Azinger and Buck, they do more of the play-by-play all through the course sure. than other then they just have a different approach yeah. which I thought was okay yep. um, but it seems to me when CBS does it or NBC does it it's there's more voices covering
3: different holes and doing the play by play on mm-hmm. so I just noticed I that like that. Faxon too I think Faxon does do. a nice I mean, he's, he's job yep.
2: he's yeah.
1: agreed so I think, I think in general, it's pretty done a nice job. Yeah. I mean, that first year was rough when they took it over. But they well, I well, wasn't it was a, kind of a big fan. He was really He wasn't hard. very good. But the I think they've really improved. And actually, you know, Dave referenced it. I I thought, you know, some of those graphic things can be a little hacky. The things on the green I thought were pretty darn good. Yeah, accurate, no, I right? thought it was good.
3: Right. They were – that was the best I've seen it. Though. Yeah,
1: they, that's – to me, Fox, that's uh, – you know,
0: I yeah. used to work for Fox. Yeah. <clears> and, uh, and there's a bunch of reasons I didn't – they used to pre- try and present themselves as a maverick and uh, someone who was, uh, you know, uh, off... Um, out of the well, box, cutting Out ends. of the box, and they want people who are spontaneous. And they gave... You, when you worked there, they gave me a loose-leaf binder that had to be 18 inches high, telling you how to be spontaneous, which... And the standards for the way you did it. So I it's all blown out, is my point... But uh, but what they do really well, I think, is come up with innovative, different ways to look at things. Uh, The
1: drone cam was pretty cool. Yeah, when they were showing shots when they they were walking down. I mean, what better place? What better course to have a drone, right? In the
2: sense, because you're getting
3: perspective
2: that you've never had before when they're out over the ocean
3: looking back in. Right. I I I, you know and love or hate Joe Buck. does call things really well like he he's like Jim Nance in a sense where his voice you recognize and he can be right. diverse in what right. he's calling what's the thing why don't people like Joe Buck I don't get it
2: yeah, my guess is they're feeling like they're listening to a football broadcaster do mm-hmm. baseball or and baseball broadcaster do golf that's the only thing I can guess I don't love him but I don't, but I mean, I don't, he don't gets, think he's bad He gets it for football
0: And he gets it for baseball too There's, there's Well a football amp, people are wacko Because they always It's think, all about their team Right They think he's right. against their team Right, which right. Is really right. Everybody always
1: thinks right. that I think he's fine I think he does a good job Yeah I thought he was pretty good
0: um, The course How'd the course come out? Would you say? Great, yeah.
3: I thought it held up really well. Great, they could 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 play it it every every year. They could
1: play it there. I, 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 it's. I I agree. I mean, I wish we could have it there more often. I thought just such a fun. I thought the
2: condition of the course because a lot of times those greens can be fairly, you know, because they can be really bumpy. Oh, too, if it, and then they get a lot of moisture, so they get a lot of footprints, and so um, potentially could be bad. But it was as green as I can ever remember. And again, I think they got. On some levels, they got lucky with the weather. and other levels, they didn't. I think they would have loved to see it a little firmer and faster. They would have loved to have seen a little wind. But you can't really control that. Um, And so I think all in all, it was... You know what? What is your goal when you set up a tournament? You want to try and identify the best player. Yeah, I think everyone yeah, acknowledged they that they did.
3: Now, now you've played there a considerable amount of times. Yeah. How, comparative to when you've played it, how do you think it was? It looked
2: better. It looked yeah. greener. It looked it, the greens were much smoother. Um, because that's one of the big problems. You know, it's five hundred and seventy-five bucks to play there.
3: Yeah.
2: But they are packed from sun up to sundown. down. Right. So. The course gets tired quickly because of all the traffic and all the golf that's played on it. Um, But I would have told you that it was was as good as I've ever seen the condition of the golf course.
0: I mean, and is there a more spectacular physical environment than that place? No. I do it's think it's crumbling. weird
1: watching it this time of year when we're so used to seeing that golf course where it's February right? Right. and you're cold and miserable and right. you just want to get out and play golf and now you're watching it and you're like it's warmer in New Hampshire than it is <laughs> in <Right. I laughs> I've course. been
2: lucky to play there a lot and a few times you're out there and you're playing you know when you're in the in the, in your round and you're playing golf and you really in many ways just see the hole or the golf yeah. course and and you'll be walking out there you're playing around then you're just sort of Holy cow! This place is awesome, right? Literally. So you kind of forget where you are, partially through your your round, but but it is spectacular out there. I mean, it's you know it's spectacular
3: to a far lesser degree, I you know obviously because it's not Pebble Beach, but I kind of felt that way the first four or five times I played the in Maine, because okay. those coals around the ocean yeah. are just spectacular and unbelievable.
2: But you're in the middle of your round, and so right. you're playing golf, and and you're not. There to sightsee, right? You know, you're not there to whale watch. You know, you're you're playing your golf, and yet a few times you stop, you look around, you're reminded <laughs> about <laughs> how the when they
0: had shots coming from where the 18th green is. Uh, or out toward the end of the course, with all those people who are out in the beach walking yeah, around, yeah. flying kites and things. Yeah. It's like the dogs are they walking walking out of? Those <laughs> people
2: were so that's not connected to the course. It's actually right. not even connected to Seventeen Mile Drive. That's actually part of Carmel, where you actually go right. and get on the beach from there. So those are just. You know, Joe and Mary Smith out taking their right. dog for a walk. Yeah, well, they ran for a walk down from
1: their multi-million dollar mansion on the cliffs shack, the yeah. house, the house that's above the White House, but that I, I believe is above the green on eleven. It's absurd how they <laughs> so so
2: in back by eleven green and back of twelve T is Jim that, Nance's house.
1: So it's that sort of yellowish yeah. uh, Spanish I yes, guess style that's like his. one. Yeah. Wow. It's quite large. But I, I'm always there.
2: I'm lucky enough to get invited to this event in November. And those houses are all along those holes are almost always empty. Mm-hmm. They're clearly, you know, as ridiculous as those houses are, they're not the first house These no. the people own those. It's like that's right. their third or fourth, and they're beyond crazy how nice they are.
0: And we
1: call that dumb money.
0: Yeah.
3: Really I'd like dumb. some of that dumb money. <laughs> really dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All uh, right. Final word. Uh, uh, what's next? Let's segue into beyond the uh, U.S. Open. What would you first of all? What would you give it overall? Execution, U.S.G.A. broadcast, everything. What grade does it get?
2: A, B, C, D, or F? Oh, I was going to give it a nine out of ten. All right.
0: So,
3: yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'd be in the the A category, maybe yeah. an A minus, maybe, but for lack yeah, of drama.
1: I think yeah. I think that would be the only. I agree with Jim. Might give it an A minus. I would have, have loved nice. to have seen some
2: wind. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen some wind. Maybe not like ninety-two fun. when tight Ultimately, won, but. Right, that was that was crazy. But and then ideally, you know, you'd love to see three or four people tied. You know, so mm. if you were gonna, if you could actually handpick Knit-pick that it, scenario. Yeah. But all in all, I thought it was very. I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it.
0: All yeah. right, so let's uh, just quickly talk about what's next for the rest of the year. Um, Next for the U.S. Open is Wingfoot, um, so they'll have the Masters will be played at Wingfoot next year. Is that what's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, U.S. Opens at Augusta. So you said yeah. you've
0: been to a U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I, I've been to a U.S. Open at Wingfoot. What are your thoughts about that? I, I, I don't think the course was that was that difficult. I mean, if I can say that, being a civilian, okay. Well, so well, I wrong. I walk,
3: <laughs> I walked around in flip flops and I tripped three or four times in the grass. So. You know, it's, I've been lucky
2: to play there. It's a great golf course. It's a Tillinghast course. Yeah. It is a stereotypical U.S. Open: long rough, trees, fast
3: greens with with slope. It was it was a golf course. Watching it, that I was very sad that I wasn't going to play, and I haven't yet played, and I'd like to someday. Um, one of the coolest things from my story down there is Camila Vajegas was on. You know, maybe it was like. 14 or 15 and he's got about two fifteen out and his ball's in the rough and he takes out a five iron takes a whack at it the ball moves like 10 feet like it doesn't even get out of the rough he drops another ball right there does it and everybody's laughing at him because he did the same thing and he goes i can hit this shot he drops another ball same club knocks it in the hole <laughs> i was the, it was the most incredible thing That's i've ever crazy. seen in my life now
0: we've got a third Likely a uh, similarity to Teen Cup. As, uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw Bert Yancey had to go over a trap to a green easy chip. He hit it. He, he picked up his head and hit it six inches. <laughs> i would never Old seen fancy that. Yancey. So that was I was looking at him going, I could do. You that. owe me five bucks, man. I told you he mention Bert Yancey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and British Open's coming up. The odds are out. The uh, Kepka is favored. Roar at 6 to 1. Rory is second at 10 to 1, playing on the... Is that his home course? Or is he just from that
3: area? I think that was his original home course. Agreed. Well,
2: he also played this course called Hollywood,
3: ironically. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But he, Graham McDowell, and... um, um, Darren Clark. Darren Clark. Actually, so the one time I played Port Rush, I was there. You'll get a kick out of it. So I was there with a buddy of mine. We flew in. We had to wait for another group of guys that were joining us. And... um, we figured we'd have a cold drink before we teed off. So the bar is upstairs, and we couldn't for the life of us figure out how the heck we got upstairs. So we pop our head into the pro shop and said, Hey, guys, you know, we were looking uh, to go have a pint before we play. And there was nobody in the shop except for this one guy who had his back to us who was trying on a rain suit. And and uh, we didn't think much of it. And we're like, Where are you going? The guy's. Good idea, laddie. You just go through there, Darren Clark. <laughs> so That's Darren awesome. Clark gave us directions how to have a pint at Royal yeah. Portrush.
3: Um, um, he probably could have given you a few directions on how to drink that I, pint, my, too. <laughs> he's had a couple.
2: So so here's the thing with Portrush. We don't know. Yeah. Because they've, I would kind of say, they've never had a major. They did have a major there. The 1959 British Open was played at Royal Portrush. But other than that, um, we have no idea. Yeah. They don't even know. Right. Right? <coughs> but how can you pick against Brooks So I, I couldn't <laughs> pick against
3: Capcut right now.
1: Wouldn't be very smart.
0: What? Uh, what, uh, what do you think, think, think the odds are for Gary Woodland to win? Zero. Yeah, zero. No, yeah, really the think I mean
2: it's. Yeah.
0: Um. So what do they have? Kepka at? They have six him at to six to one. one. They got Tiger at twelve to one with DJ. Twenty-five to I one. one. I would
1: have said the exact same thing. Twenty-five to one.
0: Fifty yeah. to one. Really? <laughs> so they weren't that impressed either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think it's... A, as
0: uh, not not being that, impressed, I don't mean, think
1: it's just the reality of... Yeah, the, right. Nobody's I mean, going to be on cloud nine. Oh, right. yeah.
3: It would be tough to predict who's going to win that, the tournament there anyways because I, mean, I don't know anything about the golf course. Right. I've never seen it before. The, none of style they, golf And then throw your random Euro
1: guys in <coughs> who maybe have more experience on the golf course. It seems like at the at the British every year you're dealing with guys that play full-time of the European. I think football.
3: you should just pick Tommy Fleetwood and get it over with.
1: Well, I'm not thinking this one. You say that you had a <laughs> last. What I week. have in my pool? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, should we make our prediction on, in the final word for the British Open, or should we do it for the tra- this week's travelers? Travelers, so we got do it okay. for the okay. travelers. All right, yeah. come on, right. don't break in right our backyard. Okay. While well, I was doing, and Jim's not going to be with us when we get to the British Open. Maybe, maybe he will. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, you're welcome. I'm
3: a phone call away, Dave.
0: <laughs>
2: And apparently
0: you're out though. According to Dave, more than welcome. I'm, just, uh, I'm bad at predicting. So Jordan Spieth wins this week.
1: Jordan Spieth. <claps> there it is. Who's next, May? Yes, Leishman. Leishman. Yep.
3: I can't stand him, but I'm going to say Bubba Watson because he always plays. <laughs> he does right always it's play well right right <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <coughs> I, I forgot to mention one thing. Who are you uh, picking, Dave? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm back to Tony Fee now. Oh, boy. <laughs> but. but <laughs> But he's in good form. Do you know that everybody I picked through the course of the year, predicting for who's going to win in a particular week, all of them missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Finau, Keegan, Bradley. Uh, who else did I have? Um, anyway, so uh, so what's that say? I'm just. I don't it's know. It says. It says, so it, says it all. <laughs> To jinx.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, no. I did wrong jinx. Oh, no.
0: Justin Thomas, who... Uh, missed who, the cut. Who missed yeah. the cut, and I picked him to win, so... Yeah. Tony Fino has no shot next week, but it's I a thought blast. I'm going to stick with him. Uh, anyway, all right. Our thanks to Matt and Scott.
2: A pleasure. Thank you. And... Yeah. uh Enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, and, you you going to actually thank Jim, too. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <off>. I'm, I'm <laughs>
0: giving a little bit of drama to it. And thanks well, to Jim, Jim was part of the first
2: day. F-bomb ever uttered in a podcast, right. so I feel Jim. privileged. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see
0: the next time he's with us if it happens again. And, you know, and maybe Kate, he's Kate a when she that. posts
1: it, she always asks me what's a good, you know, a little title for it. And, I mean, it's going to be a pretty easy easy one this week. Scott says a naughty word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, my And one minute to Scott out <laughs> of the
2: F-bomb. All right, so we'll that'll do for go us right today. To I should
1: say before we leave uh, that uh,
0: the sponsor of, of uh, Preferred Lies is Golf and Ski Warehouse, and we want to thank them. And for the best selection, service, and savings, swing by, whoosh, by Golf and Ski Warehouse in and Lego Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> and West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and in Scarborough, Maine. Learn more about all the great things you can find in that terrific store and get directions at golfskiwarehouse.com. All right, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week.